0: This morning, uh, what I want to do is I want to read you a quote from Thomas Jefferson. It's from his book, The Rules for Living. He said this, When you're angry, count to ten before you speak. And when you're very angry, count to a hundred. Now, how many know that's, that sounds, that's good advice? Good, sound advice. I can tell some of you this morning, you are still counting. <laughs> Who knows what took place? Who knows what happened on the way to church? But you are counting. You're probably up to 500 right now and counting. And I want to talk about uh, this morning what Thomas Jefferson was speaking about. It's anger simply because anger... We all, we're human, we have to deal with that emotion of anger. And we need to understand that anger isn't wrong. The the, the Word of God says that we are going to get angry. But yet when angry or anger comes to a place where it's uncontrolled and it becomes destructive, it can lead to sin. We know that's what the Word of God says. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 26, Paul writes to the church and he says, in your anger. So in other words, he didn't say if you get angry, but he says basically when you get angry. So in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. So I've come to understand that throughout the years, uh, serving the Lord, 46 years now, right around there, that anger can either control me or I can control it, and here in the scripture that we just read, Paul is saying uh, that uh, we should not allow our anger to cause us to sin. I want to talk about and entitled this sermon, patience, loading. Please wait. And isn't that though? we all can identify with that because you know you're on your computer. And there you're you're working, and all of a sudden, if you have the right kind of computer up-to-date, trendy, what's going on, Mac computer, you see that little colorful spinning wheel going, and, you know, it's spinning, and it's spinning, and it's spinning. But you want to hurry up and work, and you're pounding keys. Come on, come on, come on. And there you are, impatiently, pounding on the keys, waiting for whatever it is you're working on to load. You've, You've been there. I've been there. And the sad thing is sometimes we get angry when it doesn't move fast enough while it's loading. And that's the way it is for you and I when it comes to anger. We have to learn to identify our anger and include, above all, patience with anger. Thomas Jefferson said, count to ten if you need to, or even a hundred. And so we need to, what he's talking about is learning to wait and be patient over any given situation that you feel is starting to rise up to cause you to be angry. So we're going to talk about handling anger. And uh, remember, the Bible says that patience is slow to be uh, anger. So our text is out of the book of Psalm 103. I'm going to look at verse 8, 9, and 10. The book of Psalm 103, verse 8, 9, and 10. We're talking about the Lord's character in this scripture that the psalmist is writing about. He says, the Lord is compassionate and gracious. Don't you thank God for that this morning? He's compassionate and he's gracious to us. And then it says, he's slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Wow, isn't that good this morning? Thank God for his grace. Thank God for his compassion because it says uh, he won't allow his anger to go on and on and on and on and on uh, against us. Because of the things in our lives that cause us to sin, it says He doesn't deserve us. He doesn't repay us according to what we should be repaid concerning our sin and our iniquities. In other words, God is slow to anger. The fruit of the Spirit this morning, patience. God has patience with us. When we do things wrong, when we're not the way we're supposed to be as Christians, living the way we're supposed to live, God corrects us, but yet in that correction, He has patience with us. And so I want to look this morning, asking the question, first, how do you respond to anger? How, how do you deal with anger in your life? I want to look at some do's and don'ts when it comes to dealing with anger. First, let's look at the don'ts. Number one, don't deny anger. Don't deny you're angry. If you're angry, if you're upset with something or someone, then let them know when they ask you. Have you ever been there? If somebody looks at you go, you're mad, aren't you? No, not mad. What makes you think I'm mad? Do I look mad? And you're growling and your face is all contorted and twisted? Why? I'm not mad. Don't deny your anger. The scripture says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Don't let it... So in other words, there's a time frame there and admit that there's anger there. Why? Because otherwise, you'll never deal with the issue. If you're, if you're always just covering it up, covering it up, it's, 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 it's going to harm not only you, but it's going to harm the person or persons that, that you feel angry with. They're going to go... Gee, what did I do? What did I say? I, they look angry. They're treating me different. They're, they're not kind to me now. They're, they're, they're saying this and the other. They must be angry, but they say they're not. And those things are going to go unresolved, and they're not going to be dealt with. Secondly, don't suppress your anger. So you admit your anger. Yes, I'm angry. That means that you're not suppressing it or keeping it down. You see, too many people suppress their anger and they, they begin to stuff it in and stuff it in and stuff it in. And over a period of time, it begins to affect who they are. It begins to affect their friendships and their relationships. Too many people go walk around. We, can, we read about it. Why do people go off? We read about the tragic Uh, uh, situations on on the news and we watch it on TV why people do crazy things usually it's because of suppressed anger they haven't dealt with they haven't spoken to anybody about and eventually it just explodes within them and the outworking is devastation relationships are broken and so on and so forth people are damaged and it's because of suppressed anger So we need to move on this morning and realize the danger of anger. Realize that when we suppress it and we don't acknowledge it, it becomes uncontrollable in our lives. It begins to take over our lives. It opens the door to Satan to the enemy of our soul, and it destroys the friendships, destroys relationships uh, that God wants to keep together. It challenges uh, uh, what God wants to do. In Ephesians chapter uh, or verse twenty-seven of the of the chapter we just read, it says, "Do not give the devil a foothold." So don't let the sun go down on your wrath. And then he says, "Don't give the devil a foothold because." When you don't deal with your anger, what it does is it opens a door in your life spiritually and allows the enemy to begin to launch his attacks, not only to you, but through you towards other people. And the Bible is specific about uh, the damage that's done by uncontrolled anger, suppressed anger, anger that's not dealt with. I mean, some folks walk around and they're mad about something that happened in 1945. I mean, they're mad about something that happened like 20 years ago or 10 years ago or last year. And they're still hot. They're, 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 just, they're just like hotheads. And the thing has already been passed. The person that got them angry is not even around anymore. They moved out of the country, out of the state and there they are, just sitting there simmering in their anger because they have not yet dealt with it and it causes them to have outbursts at somebody else. What are you so mad about? Ah, well, I remember when this, this guy said this to me or this girl did this to me. Well, what did I do? Well, it doesn't matter. I'm still mad. <laughs> and we become hot tempered. Don't be looking around this morning. No pointing, not, it's not one of these kinds of sermons. It's one of these sermons. It's like, that's me, praise the Lord. Right? That's the, yes. Proverbs nine twenty two, It says, a hot-tempered man. Write these scriptures down. Mark them down. Learn them. Memorize them. In case somebody here might have a temper. In case there's someone in this building that gets angry all the time. Proverbs 29, says, a hot-tempered man starts fights and gets into all kinds of trouble. Right? How many know someone that's like that as you look in the mirror or you, you think in your mind? When you get angry, you cause all kinds of trouble. You get into trouble. You cause trouble. That's exactly what anger does. I read this quote that says, you never get to the top when you keep blowing your top. And when you lose your temper, you just lose. And these are truths here, humorous truths about anger and temper when it becomes uh, something that is, is natural to us and that we react naturally an outburst of, of, of temper tantrums and anger. You ever seen kids? How, you know, just all of a sudden they're happy one day, one one minute, and the next minute because they didn't get something. Ah, And they, they just go crazy. And they start throwing temper tantrums. Problems come with that in adults and begins to cause you and I to lose out on what God wants to do in our lives. Not only does it damage us, but it damages our relationship with God. Proverbs chapter 15 And in verse 18, it says, hot tempers cause arguments. True. Couples here today, think about why you have why why arguments start? Because somebody got mad about something. Well, you did this or you didn't do that. And then pretty soon tempers start to fly. And arguments ensue. That's why we need to learn to understand the consequences. If we don't deal, which we're going to look at towards the end of this sermon, how to effectively and patiently, don't forget the word patience. Say the word with me, patience. patience. Yeah, see, almost all of you are afraid to say the word. Because when you know you pray for patience, guess what God does? He gives you things you have to be patient about. Patience has to be a part of how we handle anger. Because if not we're just going to be uh, walking volcanoes exploding at every, everything that we don't like. Proverbs 14 29. Anger causes mistakes. How many of you have been so angry that you mess things up? Something happens and you're mad. You're not thinking correctly and you're trying to accomplish something, you're typing something, or you're fixing something, and because you're so mad, you break it. You make, and you messed it up. Why? Because of your temper. Because of your anger. Scripture tells us, anything you want to know about life, personalities, personalities, Situations, you can look to the Word of God and it'll explain it to you, and it'll give you wisdom of how to deal with it. This is why it's so important because here's the problem with so many, whether it's marriage relationships, friendships that, that break up, is because people don't know how to handle their temper. And they blow off steam and blow off that go off and and and, and destroy those relationships. Proverbs 14 verse 7. People with hot tempers do foolish things. That's true, isn't it? When you're mad, you don't even think about what you're doing, it's just dumb things we do. I, I mentioned earlier this morning that our flight um, you know, to, to from, from LAX to Philadelphia was delayed here in LA, so we missed our flight by five minutes. That's not good because we had to stay over in Philadelphia. We were supposed to be there on Thursday to have some meetings, leave Wednesday, get there Thursday. So we had to stay in Philadelphia. So anyway, everybody was frustrated, those that missed their flights. So we had to a walk, a walk, walk so many to another terminal to the customer relations. The first thing I'm thinking, why did not you just put one in this terminal? Why do I got to go all the way over there, like 25-minute walk to get there? And so we're walking, and all the time I'm, my, my temper's kind of like, Richard, you're a pastor. Richard, you're a pastor. And there are people who got off the plane there, and I'm going, you know, I'm going to... And so I walk over to the customer, and there's a line of people already there, and they're screaming at these poor people who are working there. They're not flying the plane. They didn't make it as late. They're just trying to help folks. And people are screaming and yelling and, and, you know, acting crazy and doing foolish things. And so uh, people are are screaming to get their suitcases, and they don't even know where they're going anymore. They're so mad. They're just walking and tripping over their bags and acting dumb. And that's where this sermon came out of a lot of it. I started it it before I told told Nancy, I said, look, this sermon I started um, before we went to Manchester, just in case. Anything happened after we got back, it's not because of that I'm preaching this sermon. I don't want the devil lying. And things happen, so I cleared it up. <laughs> but people with hot tempers, they do foolish things. They say dumb things. Proverbs 11:29. the fool who provokes his family to anger and resentment will finally have nothing worthwhile left. Isn't that the truth? You've seen families break apart, marriages, whatever, friendships break apart. And the person that, I mean, it takes two to cause problems, but the person that was the initiator and, and usually the one that had the temper that wasn't dealt with, uncontrollable, and whether it was, you know, verbal or physical, they're just left there and everybody's gone by themselves. And that's what anger does. It leaves you alone, empty. Maybe you wonder why nobody wants to be around you. You're always by yourself in the circle there. Ask yourself a question. Could it be my temper? Could it be my anger? Could it be my attitude? I get mad at everything. It's like blah, 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 blah. And people say, yeah, I don't need that. We have to check. Resentment. People get resentful. When anger is controlling and anger is abounding and anger is uncontrolled, resentment is nothing more than stuffed anger. People get, I, I read this uh, uh, study that was done in a Florida penitentiary to the inmates. They did this study and they wanted to check the, the inmates' psychological attitudes, emotional checkups uh, on them, and this is what they found out after they interviewed them, some who had been in in prison for 5, 10, 15 years. They found that 100% of those that they did the study on, the mostly men, were angry with their parents or father, either both or specifically with their father. And it was that suppressed anger, that anger that was not dealt with, that caused them to do the things they did, caused them to get locked up. That's what anger does. It destroys destinies. Now, remember that statistic about anger concerning and, and resentment towards, towards uh, uh, parents. As parents, we correct our children, don't we? Right? We're supposed to. That's what the Bible says. We correct them. In in, in the ways that the Bible speaks about, that we do it uh, obviously legally and we do it correctly uh, with love. And think about when your child is doing something wrong and they need to be corrected, you know, and you go, "Uh, sweetheart, could you uh, not do that anymore? Psh, goes in this ear and out that ear. You know, uh, honey, uh, put that away, okay? You need to clean that up. Psh, out that ear. Now, that didn't work. So, what do you do? Hey, didn't you hear me? I said, clean it up right now. And they do it. Whoa, anger works. That got the job done. So, guess what? I'm going to get angrier more often because things need to get done. And so, what we're doing is a couple of things. Number one, for us as parents, we're looking at, instead of trying to find a happy medium and get things and teach kids to clean up and, and do what they're supposed to do correctly, we start screaming and yelling at them. And we're teaching them how to be angry to get things done. And that's what this study showed about these, these mostly men in the penitentiaries that because of the way they were raised and they were treated and the resentment built up and they started acting that out reinforces, unfortunately, the wrong things when it comes to anger. Okay, let's move on to the do's quickly this morning. How do I I, I deal with anger? Number one, manage it. Resolve, make a resolution. Today, I'm going to manage my anger. Now, we're good at making resolutions, aren't we? We do that every January 1st. I resolve, blah, 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 blah. We got to, How many put anger on that resolution list? Probably not a lot of people. Let's resolve to deal with our anger, to manage it, because anger can be managed in spite of what you think or what you've been told. Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 32, it is better to be slow-tempered than famous. It is better to have self-control than to control an army. So listen to what the scripture is saying, that you can control and manage anger and your temper. Talk to people and say, well, you don't understand. I inherited this. This is the way I am. When things happen, get me mad. I'm like a volcano and I just explode. Explode. No matter where I'm at, I can't help myself. Well, that's just an excuse. That's just an excuse to not manage your anger. Let me show you why. You and your wife or your husband are walking in the mall, and you are having this conversation that gets heated. And pretty soon, it's heated. Your voices start to rise. And now you're angry, and now you're pointing fingers, and you didn't it, and you didn't it, and you didn't it. But if you didn't do this, that wouldn't have happened, and it's all your fault, and blah, blah, blah. And you're, you're going on, your voices are high, getting hotter and hotter. Your faces are red, and you're walking, and all of a sudden, who's standing there? Your pastors. Oh, hi, pastor. How are you? Oh, we're fine. Go oh, yeah, couldn't be better. Things are so good, boy. Look, yes, things are great, aren't they, sweetheart? Mm-hmm. What did you just do? You managed your anger, you managed your temper. And that's what we need to learn to do with our spouse, with our friends, those you work with, go to school with. Don't be known as the hothead. Because the Bible says it's better to be slow to anger and slow to be hot tempered than someone who is famous and controls armies or cities. Let's do, react, reflect before you react. So I'm gonna think about my anger before. I do something or say something. Think about it. How is this going to fix the situation if I blow up? If I start screaming and shouting, is it going to make things better? Reflect. How is it going to impact them? How is, is the situation going to uh, be resolved? Proverbs 29, verse 11 says, A stupid man gives free rein to his anger but a wise man waits and lets it grow cool. Patience is a tremendous tool in managing your anger, in dealing with it. Reflect on it. Let yourself cool down. As Thomas Jefferson said, count to 10, 100, 5,000 if you have to. Let it simmer. Proverbs sixteen thirty-two. He, oh, we read that. Let's move on. Release your anger appropriately. Release your anger. How do do you release your anger? You know, I've seen people get mad and they start throwing stuff, breaking things, punching holes in walls, kicking down doors, crashing their cars, hitting people. Think about that. How do you release your anger this morning? There are right and wrong ways. Ephesians four twenty six. If you become angry, don't let your anger lead you into sin. That's a question to ask. Am I sinning? By the way, I'm getting angry. Am I causing a situation to be? Resolved Proverbs 29:11 says a fool gives full vent to his anger but a wise man keeps himself under control. Psychologists say we're a bucket and uh, anger is just being dumped on us and the way to deal with that is to empty the bucket to vent. See, they don't understand, really, what the Word of God says about human human being, humanity. Scripturally, we're not buckets. Really, what we are is we are factories. What does a factory do? A factory mass produces, doesn't it? The Bible says it's not what comes in the defiles, but what what comes out that defiles. So what is that saying is that we are responsible to what we produce in our lives. Somebody offends us, somebody says something, something goes wrong, up to us what we're going to make out of it. And the only way we can deal with that is to think, is this going to cause me to sin if what I'm going to spew out, if my actions are going to be, what? how is it going to be, uh, Taken. Be careful with your anger. And then repattern your thinking. Romans twelve, two, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How you how you think determines how you feel, isn't it? What you're thinking is so as as a man thinks in his heart, what? So is he, as the scripture says. So what you're thinking de- expresses inside what you're feeling. And what you're feeling determines how you're going to act. True. If you're feeling down, you're going to act down. You're going to act gloomy. If you're feeling good, you're going f- to be happy. You're going to feel good about yourself. So anger is destructive. And it destroys you emotionally and destroys and begins to damage your Character, and then don't associate with hot heads. Don't hang around with people who are hot headed. Proverbs twenty two twenty four. Don't make friends with a hot tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. What does that say? Anger is contagious. How many have ever been around people where an argument starts and it's just between two people? And then pretty soon somebody else joins in and somebody else joins in and pretty soon you have a brawl. Everybody's yelling at everybody. Why? Because anger is contagious. It spreads. You ever seen little kids playing? This group of kids, they're happy, they're laughing, they're enjoying themselves and then here's Oscar the Grouch. He's all by himself, his little kids. Nobody wants to be around him and now he comes over into the group that's happy and before you know it, All these kids are fighting. Why? Because anger is contagious. It's a learned behavior. Our kids learn to be angry from guess whom? Us. And then, lastly, rely on Christ's help as our group comes up, music group comes up this morning. Rely on Jesus when you find yourself losing your temper or getting to a point where you're going to explode Romans 15 verse 5 may God who gives patience because we're talking about patiently learning how to release your anger we're people in progress being developed thank God for his grace he understands us May God who gives patience, steadiness, and encouragement help you to live in complete harmony with each other, each with the attitude of Christ toward the other. And our opening text in Psalms says that's what God does to us, that he is merciful and compassionate to us. He doesn't hold things against us. And he doesn't repay us with vengeance. And too many times people are angry, and they're hot-tempered, and they carry it around, and they don't give people grace, and they don't give people mercy, and they don't give them room. We're all in the process of being developed into Christ's character. It's an everyday process. It doesn't happen overnight. So we need to understand Learn to give people space Before you blow up You get angry Give them time And when we do that Paul says in Romans We will Live in complete Harmony with each Other So how do you deal with Anger? Do you control It or does it control you